Hello, everybody, and welcome to a new episode of She Salt. Today, we have Erin Bircher with us. Uh, we're here in Durham, North Carolina, in the Triangle. Um, I'm excited to have Erin here. Erin is um, my kind of lady. She works with other women mainly as her, her profession, working with women. I'm going to let her tell you all that she does. Go ahead, Erin, introduce yourself and, and give us your credentials here. <laughs> Hi, Kathy. Hi, everybody. I'm so glad I'm here. So again, Erin Bircher. I'm a licensed, I'm a duly licensed psychotherapist in Cary, North Carolina, and I'm also a personal and professional development coach. I work mostly with women. Wow. Okay. Well, that's great. Thank you for doing that because, you know, we all need help in life, but I I feel like we're at this place in this evolution with our society that women are starting to find their voice and they're starting to speak up for themselves a little bit. I mean, I know we feel like this has been happening since the seventies, I guess, but I think it's really just coming into a normal place where not only is it safe for us to do that, there also may be, it may come with a little bit of pressure that you have to do that, right? Like you really, you're supposed to have it all together, which is pressure again in itself, right? Oh, yeah. I mean. And definitely even with uh, social media is just putting, exacerbating all of that. It, yeah. <laughs> that, that's a whole nother podcast, right? It can. I mean, we have, yeah, we have a lot, a lot to deal with. And sensory overload with all of that, too, like visually and, you know, all the expectations that are put on us. But today we're going to talk about aligning yourself to your core values. This is kind of what we're going to go over today, which is super important. And I think for a lot of us, there needs to be reflection on what your core values actually are. Right. I think sometimes they're buried a little deep down and and there's a lot of excavating and work that needs to be done so i'm gonna uh, kind of hand this over to you you're the expert on this and i'll chime in when i have questions okay, okay. Awesome. all right let's awesome. go well um i'm gonna first start off with a story okay. um this was quite a few years ago at the time I was divorced and I had my boys were a lot a lot younger and I was hanging out with probably about five of other women and they were they were actually all in the same situation so divorced um, separated divorced uh, working full-time two kids you know just juggling it all and at the time it was fabulous for me because I was able to feel like I had some support sure. with me and then I started to kind of notice Hmm, I need to kind of pay attention to how am I spending my time when I do have free time. And this wasn't against any of the women um, at all. They were all, they're still all fabulous women. But in order for me to do that, I realized I needed to kind of take some time and reflect and yeah. pull back. Right. And the way that this started was I was actually cleaning out a closet and I came across my old journals found my old journals, sat down, started reading them, and I read uh, a certain section that reminded me of how I operated in my 20s, which at this time I was not in my 20s and I should not be operating as if I was in my 20s. And I was dating, Yeah. <laughs> let me clarify. <laughs> and I was starting to see some similar patterns that I realized sh- can't be repeated. Yeah. And in order for me to really reflect and figure out and dig down into what was going on, I had to pull back. And so for me, I had to set those boundaries with the women that I was hanging out with because I couldn't keep 
filling my spare, my limited time with other people that um, I wasn't so sure were actually helping me. Right. And in order for me to do that, I had to pull back. So I did, and I, it was also very hard at the time because yeah. I was alone, yeah. right? I didn't have my spouse. And then I'm pulling away from my support system at the same time, but I had to do that in yeah. order. It's kind of like just sitting down and being like, I just need it to be quiet so I can hear. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> that's so true, right? Yeah. And so one of the things that I did, and, and this is also an assignment that I give a lot of uh, people that I work with, is uh, look at the values. There's tons of different values out there and then pick the top 10. So I wrote down my values, top 10, and then I wrote down my definition of what that is. And it's interesting when I've had couples do this and I'll tell them to pick the same 10 and then they write down their definition and it's different. Oh yeah. And they don't even realize that their own definitions of their values are different. Okay. But that's how we operate. Right. right. We operate based off of our core value system. And when we really struggle uh, internally and emotionally, usually we're not aligned with our value system. And so for me, what I did is I wrote them down, I wrote the definitions down, and then I wrote down on a scale from one to 10, how much in alignment I was at that moment with them. And the numbers were not 10, so <laughs> I had to then figure out, okay, um, how am I gonna get aligned? What can I do to get more aligned with the value that's important to me? Yeah. And so for me, that was huge. That was one of the biggest things that I did and one of the hardest things, but also it it opened up so many other doors for me sure. and provided other opportunities that if I hadn't have done that, right. um, I wouldn't be where I am. Sure. Well, when you're honest with yourself, you, get, oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, when, when you really are honest with yourself, First of all, it's not easy to be honest with yourself. We 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 fool ourselves all the mm -hmm. time. So if there's something you really are trying to align yourself with, then honesty is going to have to come into play. You know, I've just been on an odyssey of this for, you know, I guess my whole life. But <laughs> generally the last two years, like I was living completely out of alignment with, with what, and I knew it, right? But I was... You know, I fell into that cycle of do, 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 just get it done, get it done. And I put myself on the back burner and I was out of alignment with everything I knew was healthy for me. Right. And I did what you did. I pulled back. I completely pulled back and withdrew. And, and in doing that, I mean, I left my hometown. I left my family. I had to get away from from that inertia that I had built that was kind of destroying me in a mm -hmm. way. And I, I, I sat down with myself and was like, kind of did the same thing. Like, what are you really wanting here? Like, you're not getting any younger. So let's decide what you really want. And at the moment, you could probably tell you weren't completely content and happy. You, you were going to have to give up some things. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I think that's where people struggle, right? Because we want it all. We want it all. And and that's not necessarily going to happen. You're not going to, you can't have a partying lifestyle or, you know, you can't drink every day or you can't sit on your butt every day and not work your body or exercise and expect to be healthy. Mm -hmm. You can't um, have an organized home, an unorganized mess of a home and expect to have an organized life. I mean, there's things that have to be 
done. You can't expect to be close with your family and not put any effort into them. Right. You know, so I think no matter what the subject is, rather than thinking of everything that's wrong with it, what are you doing that's not in a line with it? And if it's not something that's helping you line up, you that's where the honesty comes in. Like, I got to let this go because I want to walk this direction. Right. What is my goal? What am I working towards? And is what I'm doing actually helping me get there? Or is it hindering me in a way or stopping me? Yeah. Or preventing me from getting there? Yeah, it's... Um you know, I just did a podcast on mindset and, and I was thinking about that too, because when I, I, I have, I have these sessions with myself, right? I have these set down sessions and I call it when I set myself down <laughs> and I give myself a talking to, it's like I'm, t- I'm talking to a therapist. I'll, I'll sit myself down and I'm like, well, what the f- are you doing? Like, why are you doing that? You, I know, you know, that is not helping you. Mm-hmm. So cut the bullshit right. and let it let it go. And it's not going to be easy, but it's okay. The reward will be better. Mm-hmm. And that's where I say you just can't have it all. Like for me, I wanted to be healthy again. I wanted to feel healthy in my body again. I had gone through some surgeries, three over two years, and I was just over it, right? Mm-hmm. I was over it. And I'm like, okay. What can you do to get yourself feeling? This didn't have anything to do with aesthetics. Right. I didn't care. I've always been confident with with my body and and what it looks like. But I wanted to be healthy, right? Feel it. I wanted to feel it. I wanted to get up in the morning and be like, I got a healthy body. Let's go. Mm -hmm. You know, I wanted to give it good food. I wanted to keep it hydrated. I wanted to exercise. I want to feel good. Right. And I had to sit down with myself and go, all right, well, what's keeping you from it? (laughs) What am I doing that's not contributing to that direction? And I had a lot of things. I had a lot of things that, and you know what? As soon as I set my mind to that, it started happening just like that. Mm. And here I am 52 years old thinking, well, why didn't I do that? Like when I was 30, (laughs) (laughs) because at 30, we didn't know. Right. Any better. Or we, when we're younger, stuff rolls off us a little bit Mm -hmm. better, Mm -hmm. I guess. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and it's a lot harder because we pick up these habits or they're either, you know, genetically in us and they're, it's hard to just get rid of them. And then we form our, our environment kind of based around them. So it's not just, I'm going to change this habit. It might be people, places, and things that I have to change. And those are not easy because your people are your supports. Yeah. So for me, when I did this, I mean, um, you know, one of them in particular lived like next door. So I would see all four of them hanging out and I'm like right inside, like listening and hearing, I'm like, no, you're doing the right thing. You're doing the right thing. You're doing And this wasn't like, I hate you. I want nothing to do with you. It wasn't about anyone else. It was about me. Yeah. I needed, I couldn't think clearly. I couldn't see straight. I needed to figure this out. And what could I control in order to try to do that? Yeah. You know, um, 
and those relationships, they're not all lost. They're not at all. And and in fact, one of them is extremely strong, but there was still a time period that was off. Yeah. Um, And I've seen just even whether celebrity, I've seen other people, they kind of disappear and then they kind of come back and they've like transformed. Yeah. (laughs) You know, and you're like, oh, the butterfly. Yeah. (laughs) Well, it's a real thing. I mean, it happens. I think it's just hard for some people to. Okay, so if I were to come to you and I'm like, I I really want to shift things in my life for my better good. Mm -hmm. How do you get people to know I mean, when they write down, are there ever people that are short 10 things on their core value list? Because for some people, I think 10 things might be hard to come up with. Oh, it's very hard. And um, I tell, when I give them the sheet, I have them just pick 10 and it doesn't have to be your top 10 because more than likely you could go through the whole sheet and have a have a definition for all of them. But looking at that, you're going to be really overwhelmed when you look at 50 to 100 words and you're like I have to define them and you're like just pick 10 that you know a family relationships finances I mean some of the main ones right right um and then you might look at the other the other list again and say oh well these aren't my top 10 but this is just a starting point yeah right and then you can kind of go through and be like what is actually important to me because a lot of people don't really think about it or they'll think about oh well money and finances yeah that's important i could ask 20 different people and their definitions are all different of what that means to feel financially secure oh sure right yeah or family right especially now during the holidays um what their definition of family is sometimes it's just the people in their home Uh uh-huh sometimes it's their friends and not their family right um so it's just a time and a place for people to actually really just think about them. Yeah. And they're forcing themselves to be vulnerable and to be honest and true to who they are yeah. deep down and not who they who they're supposed to be. Yeah. Based on somebody else or family members or how they're kind of taught or friends even, right? Friends influence us. Um, it's really figuring out, well, who am I? Where do I want to go? Who do I want to be? And is everything around me helping me? Did the friends, the work environment that I work in, my home, um, how I operate, how I communicate to other people? Am I actually okay with that? Yeah. Do I like how I treat other people? Yeah, I don't think people really stop and ask that very, or, or maybe they do. I, I, but I do think like, think you're right. Like, I don't until you're faced with that sort of question. And you actually stop and, and think about it. That You may not know the answer to all that, right? You're like, because it's just like you said, financial uh, stability may be different for one person than it is for another. Success may be different. Mm-hmm. The definition of success for one person can be vastly different than right. the other. And I think we pay, place a lot of life on the expectation of what others have placed on you rather than what you want, because have you even stopped to ask yourself what your own expectations Mm -hmm. of yourself are? No. Like when some people start a project, do they sit down and go, well, this is what I would like out of this project. This is what I hope this comes with. Mm -hmm. Like these are the expectations I'm setting for myself. I don't know that we always do that. No, because as a a child, you know, you grow up and you're trying to... um, meet the needs or follow the expectations or the guidelines based off, off of your family yeah. that's, or you'll be punished if right. you don't. Right? right. And then even, 
you know, the age group that I see really struggle with with the expectations and what to do is the early 20s to mid 20s, if they're still in constant contact with their parents, especially calling their mom like, you know, five times a day. And I can say that because I have done that. Right. <laughs> and I actually fired the first therapist that told me I was too enmeshed with, with my mom. Um, but that was coming from a place I had not had a close rapport with her yet. And she said it too soon and she lost me. Um, and then later on, about a year later, I found another therapist and I got a close relationship with her. And then she did share the, that same information, but in a context that, in a way that I could hear it yeah, and understood it. And, and under, you were ready to And hear I it. was ready yeah. to hear it. Um, and that didn't mean, like, don't talk to your mom. It was more about why are you, you're seeking validation, you're seeking right. reassurance. You know, the expectation. Yeah. Whose expectation was I living for when I was 29, uh. 30, right? If I'm going after somebody who I had always had to like meet the needs for right yeah. but I'm still doing that but I'm married and I have my yeah. own job my career my children yeah why am I right and yeah <laughs> and keep in mind you can't regulate other people's expectations so let's just say mom has these expectations and you you reach one of them and you're like yay and then she's like well now this Mm -hmm. so now the bar is set even higher because you did what you thought you were supposed to do and now there's another expectation that's layered onto it and is that your expectation or is that hers and where does that end right right so it doesn't it doesn't (laughs) it doesn't end until you say it's done Mm -hmm. like you know what i'm i'm gonna do this for me now I don't need your approval. And it doesn't have to be said in a harmful or hurtful way. As a matter of fact, I think that a lot of ways to enrich any relationship is to be honest. Mm-hmm. And if somebody lays an expectation on you that you're not in alignment with, you're, the best thing you can do for you and that person is to say, mm, that that's not for me. Yeah. That, that may be what you expect of me, but... It may play out differently. Yeah. I just want you to know. Or it may not play out at (laughs) At all. (laughs) (laughs) And you know what's interesting about expectations? I talk about expectations all the time. Even in in my own home with the boys and my husband and and my clients, we have expectations for everything. Sure. um, Our coworkers, our friends, our family, um, our boss, everybody, even our spouses. But the problems come in is when we don't communicate what our expectations are of other people and then let them decide whether or not that works for them. Yeah. And then nobody's nobody's in the dark or fooled by it, right? Right. Yeah. Right. And and the same goes for, for me, right? Like other people have expectations for me. My husband has expectations for me. Sure. But I decide whether or not those, whatever they are, for different right. things work. And he will be disappointed if I don't meet them. But if I didn't agree to them, then yeah. that that's where the conflict yeah, can come yeah. in, right? And then, then, then comes the word assumption. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and we all know what they say about that one, right? Exactly. So communication in, is, is key, but, but with others, but also with self. Mm-hmm. You know, it's that sitting down with self and... And, and actually, you know, it's not crazy to have a conversation with yourself. Mm-mm. It's really very healthy. If it was crazy, I'm nuts because I talk, I have conversations with 
maybe not sit, I write, I journal. I mean, these are my ways to communicate with myself. Or sometimes out of the blue, I'll be like, what the hell are you doing? Like, we don't do this. This isn't in alignment with who we want to be. You stop it now. Right. And it's, I'm I'm self-aware that way. You know, like, we all do things we're not supposed to do. Like, you know, somebody says something you don't like and you find yourself repeating it and you're Mm -hmm. just like, wait a minute. This is not what I do. This is not who I am. Would I want this done to me? Would I want this? Let's just not do that. You know, so I do have high expectations that I put on myself, but it's it's in alignment with what I want to be and and who I want to be. And are they attainable? For the most part, for the most part, um, I, I I don't think I'm too unrealistic. I, I'm I'm very kind to myself. For the, I push myself, but I can be kind as okay. well. I feel I've been through enough hard, right? Life's been hard enough. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know I'm capable of hard things too. So it's kind of like um, getting stronger. So you're not putting unattainable. I don't think so. I don't, but but then, I'm sure people are. Right. Yeah. And, and we have to make sure that they are realistic. Otherwise, they won't be met. Right. Whether it's a work goal or a personal goal. Right. You need to make sure you're working towards something that is actually possible. Yeah. I guess my ultimate goal, and, and I would hope it would be for most people, is to really be happy. Mm-hmm. You know, and for me, that's really all that matters. Like, I don't. Would I love to be financially secure for the rest of my life? Yes. I invite it. I welcome it in. Universe, please shower me with blessings. But um, I just want to be happy. You know, I want to be surrounded by good people. Um, and I always want people around me that that challenge me. Mm-hmm. You know, that... that Help you grow. That help me grow. Um, and and just find joy in the day, you know. So I don't I don't overburden, but I know a lot of people that do. But I'll tell you where I learned that lesson was when I left my hometown 2 years ago because I had totally overburdened myself. My expectations were too high. I bit off more than I could chew. Mm-hmm. Um I created a little bit of a monster and COVID hit and all of that I created, all of that had to keep going. Because everything we owned was riding on it. Mm. Um, And then it hit me. And it hit me physically. It hit me mentally. It hit me emotionally. And that was when I knew it was surrender. I had to surrender. And, And even the business that I love so much, I knew it would be better off in someone else's hands. And it wasn't an easy thing to do. It wasn't easy to sell something you worked your whole life to build. Did it feel like a sacrifice? A little bit, a little bit, but I, I was very confident in the person that was buying it. And I, I very much, um, wanted to see her succeed with it. So, um, and I knew it was time for a little bit of a change with it too, like a changing of the guard Mm -hmm. sort of thing. So, but there was a little mourning involved with that. Like when you let it go and your whole identity is wrapped up in that. that, I mean, that's how people know you. That's the mark you made and all that sort of thing. So you just, it's kind of a little bit of an ego death. Like gotta be some grief in there. Let it go. Let it go. But watch it. Let my, during that, my thing was let it go, but watch it grow Mm -hmm. from afar. 
an idea and it's doing wonderful and it's it's great and it's and and it's succeeding and I'm I'm thrilled for them. Um, but I learned a lot, you know. Um, but I do need to sit down and do your core value test. You you pushed yourself into a very uncomfortable zone. Yeah. And sometimes we have to do that. I mean, talk about being vulnerable, right? Like that's being very vulnerable, putting yourself knowing I'm going to put myself in a very uncomfortable position, but feelings are temporary, right? They never, they don't last, right? right? They can just be so uncomfortable. We'll do whatever we can possibly do to avoid it from continuing, which then what we do is we just create these unhealthy habits and avoid certain emotions and it doesn't actually really work. It just, you end up creating a huge list of things that you avoid. Yes. I think one of my tricks is, though, when there's something I'm about to go through that I know may be difficult, I consider it an adventure or a little bit of a challenge. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm all about a challenge. You like to challenge yourself. I, I like to challenge myself. I really do. So when something's put before me, I'm like, I'm not going to lose at this. Mm-hmm. So game on. And it was sort of like that with me with drinking. Like I never, I would never consider that I had a drinking problem because I can put down drinking anytime. I always have been able to do that. But my husband and I love beer and we love wine. Mm-hmm. And I like the complexities of it. I like, like beer now is a whole experience. It's not like it was 20 years ago. Right. Beer now is just like, like Bud Light. And- oh, no. <laughs> Beer's got notes of all sorts of flavors in it, and it's got complexities in the body of the beer. I mean, there's there's this whole thing to beer, and I was digging it. I was like, oh, beer's great, you know, and then, of course, I love wine. But so there was, it became a, a daily part of life, right? So you'd have one beer a day or maybe two, or you'd go out socializing with friends and things like that. So... It just got to where it was taking a toll on my life and my health and my body. And um, I was just like, you know what? Challenge on. I can do it. It's no big deal. Do I like beer? Yes. Everybody out there, I love beer. <laughs> but I can, I can let that chapter of my life go. But here's the thing with me and things like that. I understand myself enough to know if I really want to continue on the path of, of health I need to let it go altogether. Like, nah, I'm done with it. And and that's mindset. Like right. that's where you, that's where that that core value for me where I know myself, I'll fall back into a pattern if I start that again. And I don't like that pattern and I like the way I feel so much better and I sleep better and I feel better. And I So yeah, I think when you're setting those goals or those like if your value is health, like Health is super important to me. And I would say that's top of my list on my core values is health. So if that's top of my list, what's not, what am I doing that's not in alignment with that? Well, I got to cut that drinking out. Mm -hmm. That's number one. Look at what I'm eating without being weird about it, right? You know, don't don't get all weird about it. Just You still need to eat. You got to (laughs) eat. Just Pay attention. Be mindful of what you're putting in your mouth. Why am I eating this? What benefit is this serving? Am I bored? Do I need to eat right now? Or maybe I just want to drink a water or something like that. But I had to look at those things. And movement. Move. Mm -hmm. Move around. Get up. You know, 
all those sort of things. Happiness is a core value for me. Like, what am I doing that's not making me happy? If I'm not healthy, I'm not happy. My marriage, my marriage makes me happy. How do I feed that? How do I keep that alive? And that's work. Mm -hmm. Marriage, you guys, I mean, it's work. And And both people have to invest time in that. It doesn't just stay happy or it, it just doesn't, you know, you have to work on that. Well, and anything, we have to water it, right? We yeah. have to nourish our bodies, yeah. our souls and our relationships if you want them to continue and to grow Yeah, because it is a give and take. It is. And you have to be, um, again, honest because if your partner's not, if your partner is doing something that makes you unhappy and they're not aware they're doing that, then whose job is it to tell them? Mm-hmm. Yours. Because what they don't know, they don't know. Right. And then if they get mad at you for telling them, then you can be mad at them. But, <laughs> <laughs> but it does depend on how you tell them. <laughs> yes, it does. My therapist is setting me straight. How we, how we communicate is also... Delivery is important. <laughs> it is. It yes. is. There's like four words that I, I tell everybody not to say. Always, never. Everybody should know why. And um, you and why. And especially putting the you and the why together. It's always damaging. Mm, why are good. you? Why are... Anytime you say that to somebody. And the example I, I give most often, often is um, if my boys were to go set the table and they put the fork and the knife on the, on the incorrect side and I walk up and I say, why did you put the fork over here? They're going to look at me. I'm asking them a question, so they're being forced to answer it, right? They're supposed to answer me. Right. And they're going to be, but they're going to know that I'm insinuating it's wrong. Right. So now I'm asking them to tell me why they just did something that I feel like is wrong. Right. And they're supposed to come up with a good answer. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. There is no good answer. Right. Right? It, it would be the same as if my husband said, why didn't you do X, Y, and Z? You know, I can clearly tell I was either supposed to or not supposed to. And now I have to defend right. myself with right. that. So it comes that comes from a place of like judgment. Yeah. Right? I'm judging. When you hear that from somebody, you're judging. And then the person has to defend versus curiosity. Yeah. Like, and help me understand. Right. Help. So so you're saying when my husband leaves a dirty dish in the sink, I shouldn't say, why are you leaving your dirty dish? Correct. Correct. <laughs> okay. Help me understand how we've discussed this right. multiple times. I don't understand why this dish keeps going here and not into the dishwasher. And at no point do I say the word you. This is good. It's this a lot of words, good. though. It's a lot of and words. And a lot of energy, which goes back to what you're talking about in terms of it's work. Yeah. Well, this is true. Trying to keep I, those relationships healthy. Yeah, and not come across as passive aggressive. Right, Because right. generally I would be like, if you don't mind, could you please put the dirty dishes in the dishwasher and then like slam the dishwasher? <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. I mean, we, we, all, we all find our, our own way, mm-hmm. I guess. But yeah, it's all, it's all work. <laughs> And I, and I think that's probably part of the problem is we're so overwhelmed and overstimulated in this world today that when we, when we get a point or a time or a place in the day that we can actually reflect on ourselves, we're just tired. Mm-hmm. We're tired. And, that then, and, and if that's the case, I think there needs to be somewhere on those values where 
you know, like time alone or, you know, like self-care, that has to be on there, right? Like that has to be on that list. Like, where do I find this time in this world? Where do I carve this out for me? Because there isn't enough time alone with yourself. You know, like I make sure every day I go for a walk and I don't have my phone on and I don't have earbuds in my ears. Mm -hmm. And I just walk like forward motion outside in the elements, listening to the birds, you know, and, and breathing the air and it's it to me that's a form of meditation mm-hmm. because I'm letting I'm not letting anything else in my my scope of, yeah. of who I am at that moment and it's and it's different for me it's free thinking time I don't know if if you ever if, I do that all the time I, I love never it. I don't take I don't listen to music I don't run with noise I don't and you know I do have a, a uh, one big dog that needs a lot of exercise. But I even find myself that I will take him out and then I'll go by myself. I did that today. It was so great. It's so different. It's so Because great. then what happens is I talk to Brutus the whole time or I'm, you know, telling him not to do something or, or you're come picking on, up or after I'm picking him. him up or I'm talking to somebody else who has a dog, right? I get, yeah. It, I'm not, it's so different when you walk by yourself and you it just is. like, you think, then you realize like what you even think about. Well, that's what I was about to say. Like when you really start to think about what comes through your mind when you're not thinking about everything else, I'm like, wow, these thoughts are crazy yeah. thoughts. Like I should write a book. <laughs> you know, you get real, you get yeah. real into it, and you enjoy your time alone with yourself. Yeah. And to me, that's my my ultimate self care is yeah. my walks mm-hmm. because. I, I think things on my walks that I don't even realize I think that I'm thinking. And then I get home and I'm like, oh, yeah, I had this idea. And you, and you write it down. And I just think that like self-care, like for, for no other reason, just for clarity of mind. Yeah. is so cleansing. And I've heard, actually, I've heard a lot of clients who don't like to do that because they don't like what comes into their head. They don't like to pay attention to those things. And I'm like, okay, well, ignoring them isn't working. It's not going to go away. Because that's why you're in my office. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. We, have to, we have to look at them and what is coming up. Yeah. It's coming up for a reason. Yeah. You know, or you're, atta- you're latching on to a thought and then continuing that thought. I mean, random stuff can pop into our head all the time, but it's it's more the second thought that really matters because then I'm deciding whether or not I continue thinking about that thing. Right. And what is it that somebody's avoiding or what is it that somebody find themsel- finds themselves continuously thinking about? And they should love and honor themselves enough to be like, why do, why do I want to avoid myself? Right. <laughs> yeah. And that, then you want to be around other people? You don't even like you. Yeah. That, re- that self-relationship is, is definitely very important. And, and I don't know. I just think we have so many expectations on us that we don't stop and think about what is, is best for us, I guess. I mean, I know that sounds so simple, but... You know, I've 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 told when I stepped away for a little bit and took some time off, I I literally like kind of shut everybody out for a little bit. And and I don't want people in general to have to reach that point, right? Mm-hmm. You you don't want people to reach that point to where 
I got to isolate for a little bit. And you went through that too, because if you're not in a place to, to emotionally and mentally deal with that sort of pullback, you're going to have other issues too. So, you know, if you're, if you can't sit down and talk to yourself, find a therapist, right? And, and a lot of us even that can still need one. We need help today and it's okay. Mental health is so good to talk about today and so open to talk about today. Everybody's so open to go there. Whereas even five years ago, I think it was a whole different conversation. Very different. Yeah. It was almost a little shameful for some people to go there. And I'm like, but. Which is ironic because it's connected. Our, Our head is not detached from our body. Yeah. yeah. It kind of rules all that, right? Yeah. It kind of, kind of all goes, trickles down from there. Yeah. yeah. So if you're not healthy of mind, it's, it, that effect it is trickles. It just trickles down. Absolutely. And I, I'm a firm believer of, you know, I'm, I'm guaranteed to be with me for the rest of my life. 100%. As long as I'm on this, on this earth. And I have to, I go to bed with myself. I yeah. wake up with myself. I have to like who I'm sleeping with. Yeah. It's important. Because <laughs> it's always going to be me. Yeah. Um, and we have to be okay with being by ourselves. Yeah. Traveling by ourselves, doing things by ourselves, and not having constant commotion or talking to other people or needing to be around other people just to go to a store. Um, not being able to be alone because if you're not, if you're afraid to be alone, you're just going to put somebody next to you and you're not going to be so careful as to who you're putting next to you. Oh goodness. I had, God, this is great. Um, I had a conversation with a, a young person that I love with all my heart and he's having a hard time. He's gone through a recent breakup and it shook his, his self-esteem to the core and I think it was shaky to begin with, um, but it shook him. And he spent, had a real hard time dealing with it, and he's had a very hard time being alone. And um, we, we were talking about it the other day, and he's, he's making another bad decision. He's making a bad decision, a really decision that is going to change the direction of his life from this point forward. And I love this kid to death, and... I, I I was talking to him and I said, I get it. I've been there. I get it. You are lonely and your self-esteem is shaky. I said, I've done this. I've been there. I have made choices that I have, I have ran to people that I did not need to be with just to have someone by my side. Mm-hmm. And it was so self-destructive rather than working through that pain that you're feeling right now. Which is temporary. Which is so temporary. But, you know, I mean, and I didn't say any of that with any judgment. I, I, I offered that advice as, as an elder mm-hmm. and and said it with love and hope it's heard. But I look, I look, I see, you know, and I think this is the wisdom we get as we get older. Like we can see somebody doing the things we've done and just go, oh, sweetie. And I think as, as, as the elders, our delivery and our advice needs to come from a place of love rather than that place of judgment. 
it will be rejected so quick yeah. when it comes from a place of judgment. Yeah. And, and at least if they hear that love in your voice, they're going to at least think about it. They're going to know you care. They're going to know you care. And, and this kid in particular, geez, I love him to pieces. And I could just go home and squeeze him up, mm-hmm. you know. But, um, yeah, it's he's in that place where you just got to, he, he can't deal with it mm-hmm. enough to, to deal with himself. I mean, it's hard. It's hard. It's hard. And nobody it's not like, oh, let me pick the most. It's not like I look at a feelings wheel and I'm like, what? what's the most uncomfortable emotion I see? I'd like to feel that and think about it. <laughs> <laughs> it's, not, it's not something we want to like actually go to, right? Right. But at the same time, I also need to look at it and be like, which one of these do I avoid at all costs? Will I go to any length right. to avoid? Right. I need to make sure that I know how to address that and handle it because otherwise it takes over me. Yeah. Like that feeling of not wanting to be alone, right? This person will go to great lengths yeah. to not feel that and not realize those lengths are going to cause so much damage or can. It's going to compound your situation ten fold right and then healing from that you're not just going to heal from that you're going to have to heal from all the other um scars that were that were impacted on you as a result of that sure <sighs> Ooh, this was heavy <laughs> yeah so tell me some um if there's people that you know they're listening and they're they're going you know i got a lot of I have things I want to shift that I want to change. Where do they start? I mean, if they're at home. Now, I know you guys, if you need help, find somebody to talk to. And try not to necessarily go towards your best friends or your family members. And I only say that because they have skin in the game. Mm. And they will come, some of them do come from a a wonderful, loving place. However, um, there's, they're not outside. Yeah. Right? So somebody's coming to see me. I'm not a part. Right. Well, their choices and their decisions aren't really going to affect. They're not going to affect me. Yeah. But my choices and my decisions are going to affect my family and my best friend. Yes. So if I'm going to them asking for support and guidance, they're going to give to me right. what they want yes. <laughs> me to do for them. So <laughs> so if, if someone has an attachment to you mm-hmm. and and your issues it's best to seek someone that has no attachment Correct. to it yeah that's a great point that their sole interest is helping you get to where you want to be yeah and you know we have a philosophy in yoga where really work on your attachments in life like what you what you are attached to you you know um you have to be able to be able to let things go. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you're if 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 the attachment you have to a certain emotion is not a healthy attachment or a substance or things like that, how do you look at that attachment and remove yourself from it? And you're not going to remove yourself from it in the environment that you're living in it in. Right. Right. So, or you're not going to heal yourself from the sickness by staying in the sickness, right? Mm-hmm. So what you're saying is move, remove, re- if you really want to fix this problem, 
start with someone who's not attached to it at all <laughs> at all that can guide you <laughs> yeah. the right way so so we have seek a therapist if you really if you're struggling with something and and you want maybe the easiest and fastest route to it right right a therapist is probably a really good idea but let's just say you're sitting at home and you're setting some goals for yourself some things you really want to we've got the new year coming up yep, and all yep. the good stuff so tell me what or tell everybody so how, how you could assess your own values, you could Google, Google's great, Google value list. Okay. You will see a ton of them. You could go on to Pinterest. You'll just see a ton of them. Just pick out 10. Start with 10. They don't make them your top 10. That's too stressful. Pick out five. You can even just start with five. Five values. Okay. What is my definition? Not what somebody else expects it to be. Yours. And on a scale from one to 10, 10 being, okay, I'm aligned. I'm good. I'm good here. Uh, what score would you give yourself? Would you give yourself a one? Okay. It doesn't matter because you have to start somewhere. Right. Right. It doesn't, there's no wrong answer. You give yourself a one for everything or a zero. doesn't matter. You're just trying to figure out, okay, well, what do I need to do to get from that one to a two? Right. Or what direction do I need to be going in? And sometimes if people are, you know, like a five, um, a way that I will ask them, you know, especially if they're really struggling with how they're feeling is I might say, okay, why are you not a three? What they're going to do is they're going to list positives. Oh, good. That's good. Right. So it doesn't work if you're a zero. But um, (laughs) even if you're a one and you're like, oh, crap, I feel horrible about myself. Why are you not a zero? You're doing something that gave yourself a one. Right. You can't beat yourself up when you're trying to figure out a baseline. Right. 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 And, And then it's looking, okay, now what do I need to do? Who is supporting this goal? Right. Who do I have in my corner? People, places and things. What do I do? What do I read? What do I think? What do I watch? What do I eat? What do I breathe? What I listen to? Yeah. All of those things affect. They they pour into it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You just got to start walking that direction. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, one step at a time. Yeah. Like, OK, today I'm at one. Today, I'm going to take a step toward two. I'm going to implement this into my life today. Yeah. And and I mean, that's progress. And reasonable goals. Don't don't yeah, try to shoot keep them reasonable. a ten by the end of the week. Yeah, don't do that. <laughs> Make yourself like ten times more stressful yeah, because you're changing behaviors and patterns, right? And yeah. so these were not implemented overnight. They're not going to change overnight. If you change all of them so fast and go so hard, it won't last. It won't last. It won't last. You were better staying at a two for a month and yeah. then being like, okay, now what? I got this down. Yeah. I got two down. Yeah. I'm going to go to the gym once a week. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. I yeah. did it for three months. I think I can go twice. Yeah. I'm a big fan <laughs> of the 80-20 rule. Yeah. Like, you know, something's better than nothing. Mm-hmm. Just, just make some progress. Keep yeah. moving forward. Yeah. Awesome. And doing that is being vulnerable. Yeah. And then the other piece is that you can't implement these things without setting boundaries. Boundaries. That's a great subject. Yeah, you got to have boundaries. Yeah, you do. And in everything we need them. And if you think about what they are, like even a fence, right? It's either to keep my dog in (laughs) or to keep others out. Or to keep others out, right? Boundaries are the protection. Yeah. And they're needed, especially in today's world. And sometimes... The firmest boundaries are set with the things that are the dearest to you, 
or that you think you have to have the most, like mm-hmm. overconsumption of things. You need boundaries. I, I can have this much. I don't want more than that. This person wants this much of my time. I can't give them that. I'll give them this much. Right. Um, this family member expects me to come for the holidays, but I don't want to. So I won't. Yes. <laughs> you know, yes. yes. No is really a very short word. It's not hard. Yeah. And it's the same in every language. Is it? It is. Okay, I didn't know that. (laughs) And I did, you know, I was watching this TV show the other night. We're going to wrap it up here in a second. But um, it was was a document. It was a photography documentary. Doug and I watch exciting things. (laughs) But they were interviewing Kate Moss. Uh You know, and she's grown up, you know, since the days that we knew her. She's in her 50s now, I guess. But they were talking to her about her years modeling or whatever and you know that's a tough industry oh yeah and especially for young women i mean what they have to put up with and go through i could only imagine Mm -hmm. but to come out in in any sort of one piece at the end of the day i'm sure is not easy but uh she was known as one of the better more dependable models of the day and her work ethic was well known and one of her philosophies is was I don't complain, and I never explain. Mm. Now, I'm not in complete agreement with that. There's times for complaining about certain things if you need to. But in general, if there's something going on in my world that I'm not in alignment with, I'm not so much going to complain about it. I'm going to change it. But you don't have to explain yourself to anyone you really don't want to unless you've harmed them. I am so glad you said that. Yeah, I'm not an explainer and I'm not an I'm sorrier. Like, if I've done something wrong and I apologize, you will get it. And and there's a need for an apology. Call me out on it. I'll give you one. Mm -hmm. But I'm not into explaining why I want why I don't want to do something. No, no it's good like, enough. It's like defending. Yeah. I don't need to defend my choices to anyone. No, absolutely not. Yeah. So I, I've, I gained a little bit of wisdom from Miss Kate Moss. You know, she's like, first of all, when you complain, people don't care. Right. In general, they may listen. They may nod their head. They may agree, but it's not their business, and they really aren't that interested. So why are you explaining your choices? Right. So I got that. Um, and and she's like, I don't have to explain myself. I love that. Yeah. And I thought that was a little nugget to, to put in my pocket. Absolutely. And I, I told it to my son the other day. We were talking and he's he's got four daughters. Family pulls him a thousand different directions. They're in school. They got all this stuff going on. He's trying to... You know, his marriage is important to him. There's a lot happening. And he's like, everybody wants something from me. And I I told him that. I said, look, quit complaining and quit explaining. Just don't do it. Mm -hmm. Yep. Just do what's healthy for you and your family. Because then you're justifying yourself. Yeah. And And then that doesn't make you feel good about you. But what happens, too, when you justify things like that, too, is if it's somebody who's pushing you to do something they want you to do, and you explain their, yourself, they're going to come back with a rebuttal. And this just goes on and on and on. And we get nowhere except for frustration and stress. Mm-hmm. So no is a full, complete sentence. It's one of my favorite words, actually. It's um, fabulous. And to watch people's face when you just leave it at no. Yeah. They're like, oh, hmm. 
well, you know, they don't know, they don't what know to where to say. go. They don't know where to go with it because you're giving them nothing else. Yeah. And then they're like, well, oh, if I ask the question, I'm, I'm prying, I'm being nosy. And, and you just, and yes, you are. <laughs> <laughs> so if somebody says no, do not ask them why. No, <laughs> just say, okay, that's cool. And, and, and that's it. Cause no, they have a reason for that. Mm-hmm. There is. A, and I love it. If somebody just gives me a refreshing, no, I'm like, okay. Boundary. I'm I like, like it. Good for you. Respect you. Awesome. <laughs> All right. So tell everybody how and where they can find you. Okay. Um, you can find me. I have a website foundations for change. It's foundations, the number four. Uh, for change.com and I also have a coaching site it's mastermindscoaching.com and I'm in Carrie and doing lots of fun stuff workshops so grateful I met Kathy yeah me too fabulous and I'm so happy to be here and definitely I'm looking forward to things that she's going to be doing and check me out because I'm doing some fun stuff workshops retreats and all that good stuff maybe we can do a retreat together that'll be so fun I know I need to go to Italy (gasps) me too I know wouldn't that be so great oh oh we're gonna see I just planted a seed yep she does that works all right everybody thank you so much for your time we hope we've helped you and we will have another episode coming soon until then namaste